Ladies and gentlemen, my name is AJ, aka the visionary, aka the adversary of wrestling conversation, aka Glock Lesnar. And my name is Chids, aka the HBIC head baddie in charge, aka Nash Wheeler. A.K.A. Y2C, mm. A.K.A. When she there shoots, she don't miss. What a mellow. And you are listening to Wrestling is Too Much Fun. This is all about the love of professional wrestling. It doesn't matter if you're a lifelong fan, a new fan, or simply curious. This is where you'll get to hear fun and hard-hitting wrestling conversation. Each week, we will have recurring guests as part of our hard-hitting lineup that will go down like this. We'll kick things off with Break It Down, where I'll cover the hottest topics in wrestling. This week, we'll be covering the infamous firing of CM Punk. Philip Jack Brooks. Chick Magnet Punk. Chicago Made Punk. The Second City Saint. The first part of the double main event is no holds barred. This is where somebody well-known or famous comes to lay the smackdown on me about wrestling in interview form. Our special guest this week is wrestling journalist Lyric Swinton. It's just insane. Like pro wrestling is a love language. It's a love story. And I think like it's, it just connects so many different people and it's just going to keep doing that. The second part of the double main event is the Rock and Suck Your Mum review. Guests are invited to bring a match they rate, and then I decide if it rocks or sucks. Now you know our names and our AKAs, let's get into some wrestling. Hello, hello everybody. Hi Welcome guys. back. Episode two. Episode two. We made it. Sophomore. Shout out to episode two. Shout out to episode one. Thank you everybody for tuning in on episode one and giving us all that positive love and feedback. Um, we really appreciate it, guys. Like we actually took it to heart. Like it, yeah, it warmed our hearts. It I can't actually lie. warmed my heart. Like there was a day where I was just like. Oh, my heart is so, so full. full. It's just, I was just like, yeah, like everyone, the, oh, God. I didn't I, expect this to have this much, like, reach and, mm-hmm. and love and shout out. I like, know. Like, when we posted it initially, and I was like, bro, everybody's really, like. Literally. <laughs> Do you know what I did? I posted, like, we posted it, and I just put my phone away. Mm. And then here's me thinking that, oh, we're probably just going to get, like, one or two retweets. Yeah. When I saw the my amount. Phone was blowing up. I, there was a point where Twitter was even glitching so i just said you know what thank you everybody thank really you appreciate it, guys just keep on listening love keep y'all. on rating and you know we will happily continue doing this. this is what we love and yeah now that we have love we're gonna show more love it's time for us to break 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 it down here's the latest wrestling news loaded with controversial views Former WWE champion and AEW champion CM Punk, Philip Jack Brooks, second city saint of Chicago, has been fired. And I cannot believe I said that. Fired, terminated, contract done, 
from All Elite Wrestling. The firing came after a little fistication with Jungle Boy Jack Perry at the All In event at Wembley Stadium. Let's hear from Tony Khan sharing the news. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. So Tony Khan has kicked CM Punk up his backside and he's now gone from AEW. Will he go back to WWE? Will he go to Impact? Or maybe Ring of Honor? What is he even going to say on his CV? Will the Young Bucks even give him a reference? Maybe he'll work for London Underground since he likes the Bakerloo line so much. Chidira and I are going to break down the latest saga of the infamous Philip Jack Brooks. To the news. To the news. As previously spoken on wrestling is too much fun, obviously, we spoke about Mr. CM Punk. And we're back again to speak about Mr. CM, CM Punk. Punk. Mr. Philip Jack Brooks. Mr. Second C Say Mr. Pepsi Max Cola. Mr. <laughs> Chick Magnet Punk. <laughs> oh my God, the Pepsi is flat right now. It's very flat. Because he's gone and got himself fired, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's a bit of a sticky one still. I mean... Pepsi does get a bit sticky. It does get sticky. <laughs> well, not this sticky. This sticky. This is caramelised at this, this point because... <sighs> but and it was inevitable. I'm not going to lie. I can't lie. On like, last week's episode, we said something should happen. Something should happen. And but this I'm is what not going to lie. I wasn't expecting this. Come it, on. I can't lie. It happened very suddenly. It did. Because like, what was your initial reaction when you saw that I he can't was fired? Lie. I saw it off our group chat. <laughs> I like, was texting you and it was just going green I and think, saying text. I, I was like, Chidera, wake up, took, wake up, I took wake a nap, up. Right? And then I woke up and I checked the group chat and the group chat, I said, CM Punk is fired. I said, Kenny? <laughs> fired, Kenny? Fired. Fired, fired. I was like, huh? What's you fired? Can't. I was like, you can't fire CM Punk. In fact, he wasn't even fired. His contract was terminated. Terminated. That's the rule. They def- even that's the rule words. The Latin... <laughs> Terminated. Terminated. Standard English. They said terminated. I said, wow. My initial reaction, I could not believe it. I'm not going to lie. I, could I was not. so shocked. I was shocked. I was, I like, was scrolling through Twitter like, there's no way. There's no way. There's I was no way. Like, you cannot. And then TK posted it on his, his account or the, or the AEW account. I said, oh, I said, this, wow. this is real life. This is real life. This is what, wow. But then again, it's but, like you forget that wrestling backstage is also a workplace as yeah. well so i don't know because we're so enthralled by the re- in-ring stuff and the stories and we forget and everything fighting, that happens we forget that there's these people are underpaid employment as well and essentially i saw tk was like my life was threatened i had to do it first of all before we get to that <laughs> <laughs> your but, life was threatened no listen 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 well, listen, wowza. listen listen apparently cm punk lunged at tony khan it was 
Now, first of all, Tony Khan is of a small stature. He's a very small guy. He's you a know. very small like, guy. I'm, I'm like five three. I but, feel like, but like he's he's a bit and like, obviously a little bit taller than me. He's a taller, but then also like he's very small. Then. He's very small, and even the way he behaves, and shy. And <laughs> for you to lunge and at introverted, Tony Khan, what like I think that's a I think you're doing too much. You're doing too. You're doing way and too much. And I can't much. like you deserve to be and the like. You don't lunge at the boss. Like, fair enough. Chairman! The chairman, like, the guy that's funding it all. So, for the example... The man that's peeing you, you want to lunge at him. Like... What did he say to you? <laughs> what did he actually say? I want to know what he said. I want to be in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. <laughs> I want to be in the room where it happened. I want to be... Because, like... I think that nothing was going to happen like, because of it. Fair enough, right, okay. at least you can lunge at... You can go and spear. You can go and... Turnbuckle, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, because they oh, can fight. Throw a chair at them. And, but TK, but TK, small, small picking. He can't guy, fight. You that know? guy can't even announce anything in the ring without shaking. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So like, when he comes to the TK, ring, TK, we make... actually respect you, though. My whole thing is, yeah, this is now the second company that has happened, he's, that he's been fired, fired by. from. Yeah. Where does he go from here? Now, a lot of speculation. People, people I saw an image where he was shaking hands with, with, with Triple H. I said, you want him to go back to the E? People have obviously been fantasy booking that he goes back to, to the, the e. e. Someone said CM Punk versus LA Knight. I said, what's going yes! on? Yes! Yeah! Like, I get it. Yeah! <laughs> I get it, but like, yo. Yeah! I don't think he's, he's, he's tight with... Triple H like yeah, that. Yeah, because the way... He might you know, bring in money, but like, the Backstreet drama will still come about. Do you know what I love about anything that CM Punk does, yeah? Everybody will bring that that Triple H. They will bring that Triple H. You just want to be successful. You want good for everyone, unless it means you at the top. And every time that comes up, everybody's like, Triple H is right. Triple, Triple H, H was right. right. I can't lie. Vince was right. Triple H was right. Kevin Nash was right. Laurinaitis, for some reason, was, was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was right. But I still think that Triple H, he wants to hold some grace. He does. Would you? I want to ask you, do you actually see CM Punk going back to the E? Do I see him going back to the E? Yeah. To be fair, let me give you some context. Mm -hmm. Like a couple of years ago, I didn't see him going. Mm -hmm. But then, then he did that Fox deal where mm -hmm. he was on like the show with Renee and somebody else. Uh, was it backstage? Yeah, backstage. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Maybe, maybe there's some leeway here. Mm -hmm. After that, I was like, maybe I have hope. It's like a smidge, like really tiny, like a dust, a, a dust. speck of dust of hope. There's still hope. There's still, some, there's still hope. some inkling of hope. Okay. All right. I'm not going to lie. I would love to see him in the E. But I think the current direction and where WWE is going right now, I don't think there will be like I don't a know place if they, with if, him. I don't know if they need him. They like don't that. need him because because what would he be doing? Let's think about it. What would he be doing? Like the uh, only other viable, than LA Knight, the only viable thing I can think about because he's not just the friendly Roman. But now this is where I was going to actually come to. The only viable thing I can think about is because you know how there's this big thing in the, in the E right now about breaking records, mm. breaking championship records. CM Punk did have a record. He, he did. He did. He, he did, did have a record. So the only thing I think he is, you know, can literally go out is step up to Roman. That's one. That's one thing. Well, I want Cody to finish the story. No, but that, no, 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 no. But this is one. Remember, we're fantasy booking here. Okay, first. And then the second viable reason is I think that he want like he is gonna have a face off with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. So those are the only two 
reasons I can see no, him third going back. reason third reason okay he never main evented Wrestlemania that's true and he never will <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> wow. wait, 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 let's just wow. let's nip that in the bud because <laughs> you thinking out yeah I'm, I'm gonna sorry Philip she's dead I'm sorry she's I'm steady. sorry I'm sorry there is no chance in hell no chance wait, that's what so, so wait, if you're saying he should step up to Roman you're saying it shouldn't be at WrestleMania in, in the main event. I mean, but is he going to step up to Roman? What fantasy booking, bro? <laughs> okay, in the fantasy of my eyes. Okay. You're saying that shouldn't be in the event. Touche, touche, touche. Yeah, that will main yeah. event. But only because of Roman. Where does he actually go next? Where does he go next? Somebody said Impact. I said... I don't know. I mean... I said, you know what? I, I mean... I mean, if Impact have the funds, I think they've pretty much given their funds to they Naomi. They can do it. I just... I don't think CM Punk is an impact He's not an impact person. I also have a question. You see, I know you don't like Ring of Honor, but how connected is Ring of Honor to AEW in that way? Is he fired from AEW, just AEW properties, or is it AEW plus Ring of Honor? What's the gist? What's the gist? I'm not asking you. I'm asking TK. TK, let me know the gist. Wait, hold on. Are you doing a show with TK or are you doing a show with me? I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you know the reason why she dodged that answer because she knows exactly what I'm going to say. You see the way that TK is running Ring of Honor <laughs> like it's AEW Dark here. Hey, and you're baby. here coming to ask the question, is Ring of Honor a part of AEW? I just want to know how far it is a part of AEW. Like, it is one in the same. In- <laughs> What did it say? Because, like I said, he's treating it like his AEW dark. AEW, that's a YouTube show. When people, you know what made me laugh? Yeah, people in Ring of Honor are just breaking records left, right, and center because the man don't care. It's very true. He don't, he don't care. Why is Claudio still champion? <laughs> I even forgot he was a champion. If any Kingston does not beat this man, yeah, I'll give, I'll be pissed off. Listen, but then again, again, it would be nice for him to go back to the Ring of Honor. That's his thing. That's his thing. Cool, nice. Let's keep problem solving here. Like, so we've said the E, okay? Maybe. Maybe. Impact. We've said impact, not a chance. Don't think so. We said Ring of Honor. Still don't think so. Still don't think so. Acting? I was going to say AEW. What do you mean AEW? I think he might go back to AEW. You think this, you think this is a work? I think this is a work. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell Let me tell you let something. Tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I knew from the minute that CM Punk here lifted that championship and said real champion, something was in the works. Okay. You remember a man named John Cena? I do remember a man named John Felix Anthony Cena. Yes, exactly. Full name. When he was champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember when CM Punk left? We're talking about 2014 money in the bank. (laughs) Remember when CM Punk left? True. And then he did what? And then he did. He took the title and then then he came back. And then he had a face off. So you're saying that they're going to redo they're going to redo this thing yes. with MJF. Yes. That's an interesting thought. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad. I would be ecstatic. I would fly to Chicago because it's nine times out of ten. Because Chicago will probably be... He, he can't do this in any other state. He can't. Because However, they will boo him to the depths however, of hell. They were at All Out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the Chicago's people weren't too hot on CM Punk. When Samoa Joe came out, they mm. were booing CM Punk. Or that they were was, making chants against CM Punk. But wasn't that at All In? No, it happened at All Out oh, as well. Was All Out? Yeah. I didn't watch All Out, so... First. <laughs> I mean... Hey, no, hey, I'm hey. sorry. I, I can't watch everything. I okay. can't watch everything. Like, I'm sorry, you know. I am a woman with a job. 
and personal things in life. Okay, I can't watch everything. And indeed so. I will watch All Out on Fight TV. <clears throat> but then again, fans are fickle. Fans are very fickle. Where's to Daniel Bryan? Or exactly. Bryan Danielson. One minute you hate them, one minute you love them. And I think that the shock factor in seeing CM Punk back after he's being fired... Okay, so then let's continue fantasy booking. Uh-huh. How long... Would MJF have to be champion for this to happen? As long as he think there is no one worthy right now. And you want to say Adam Cole? I would. I, I don't want to say Adam Cole. I like people want to say Adam Cole. I think MJF should be his champion for as long as he can be because okay. MJF is literally the best. He is the star AEW of the show. Champion of them all. Like, bro, I used to. At no, I, I used to hate age. him, him, him. But like, he was d- doing work as a heel. And it made me feel like he was a heel. Exactly. And now he's a real true baby face. Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, MJF, I like you. The dynamic. Like, you, really- you are really working. And at such a young age, you know me, I like to praise the young people. Yeah. Such a young age he's actually to really young. such a company like that and just be entertaining and be throwing stores. And remember, he had the rivalry of the year with, with CM, CM Punk. Punk. Very true. And still, even then, there was that still... That match was exactly, amazing. They still had unfinished business. Yeah. Now, I think, obviously, CM Punk has proclaimed himself as the real world champion. MJF wouldn't like that, I can't lie. MJF wouldn't like that, but then that will bring out a side yeah. of MJF. And I've, you know what I've noticed about MJF? MJF is happy to put himself on the line. He is. If it means to bring other people up. Mm-hmm. That could be CM Punk's one redeeming factor. Yeah. MJF is the key to CM Punk's redeeming element because no one else wants to work with CM Nobody Punk. Nobody wants to the work with him. But following this fire, um, firing, obviously, news reports started bringing out a lot more news <laughs> in the sense that, for example, the Young Bucks, they didn't want to work with CM Punk. No, but now they're in collision. In fact, they were running circles <laughs> they, at All Out. They were cheering and running circles. <laughs> they said, we I've are reclaiming ne- our I've time. I've never seen them so happy. <laughs> they said, we are reclaiming our time. I said, wow. <laughs> you don't really hated this man. They really hated this man. And they said, you know what? Look, if CM Punk can go six months without causing trouble, we'll work with him. To me, that's a normal disciplinary it action. Is, it like, is. In, again, in the workplace, you get disciplinary action and then you get like a review period. And I think, obviously, that six months was a review period, yeah. which obviously he failed. He failed but then the also, review. it kind of proved the young box point. They're yeah. like, look, uh, we're, not, we're not the problem Even here. for six months, you can't keep it straight. We're not the problem here. And then, you know what I found so funny is that there was an article that said once CM Punk left, there was like a dark cloud that left with AEW. I, I can't like Collision, like, it, it got better. I said... Wow. Brian Danielson really took the straps of Collision. He said, I'm going to make this show what it should be. And then look what we got. Look what we got. That strap match with Ricky Stark. Wow. 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 What? Him calling out Zack Sabre Jr. Wow. wow. <laughs> what a wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. So CM Punk was the problem all this time. To basically just summarise the, summarize the whole thing. He got suspended. We thought, ah. Interesting. And then he got fired. We thought, oh my gosh. Oh my God. And then we thought, where do we go now? And that's where where we we are are right right now. Since the first episode launched, we've had such amazing positive feedback from the people. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. People have been sending in messages about their favourite wrestlers and we want to share some of them with you. Our first message is from the football legend, 
Ian Wright. Let me say that again. Football legend Ian Wright. I bet you didn't know that he watched wrestling. I remember watching the wrestling. It was a time, like I said, I was young enough for it because like, as you get older, the WWE has gone to another place. But like uh, when I was younger, we used to watch that religiously on, um, on a Saturday on I think it's World of Sport or something. Yeah. World of Sport. And I used to watch it and I used to love when Johnny Quango came on. So that, that was, my, that was my, my kind of like, my wrestling kind of vibe. But other than that, you know, you see it sometimes and you know, you watch it now and I see, like my, my girls watch it every now and then, you know, I watch it with them. You know what I mean, we roll it. It's funny because we was doing one not even long ago where we were just messing around, seeing who could do, I'd roll across the bed and then stand up on the other side, like about, you know, we, we, we was doing that, so. Yeah, yeah, man. It's time for the first part of the main event. No holds barred. A set of quick fire questions where special guests take you deep into their world of wrestling. Hailing from South Carolina, Lyric Swinton is a writer, journalist, and public speaker. She is a lifelong fan of pro wrestling and the host of the Maps and Graps podcast. She is also an active writer for wrestling media platforms, including Women's Wrestling Talk, specialising in race, culture and international affairs in pro wrestling. Lyric is dialing into the studio all the way from the US to share her pro wrestling love story. Lyric, welcome to Wrestling is Too Much Fun. So our first question is, if you were a pro wrestler, what would your theme song be? Oh my god! I'll, I'll let you have three options. Okay, so I think it depends on my mood. Like I think that Alien Superstar by Beyonce would be yes. a great pick. Yes, I think you know it would be too classy for this world. For absolutely, I'm girl. In diamonds and pearls, oh baby. You know what? Ninety five South by J Cole. Mm -hmm. I'd go with that one. This shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled that. I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30-song album do a measly hundred down. Oh, you know what? I go by Radar by Jid. Radar by J-I-D. Yeah, Radar. Nice. Somebody told me when I was small that the pride coming right before the fall. God's son died for us all, so for mine, I'm running through a wall. Lost the battle, it's still a war. I'ma steal a cattle, then burn the farm. We could travel, but the journey long. I prefer we get a little So, next question. Um, who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Edge. He was always so fresh. Like, he always gave us something different. And, like, his feuds, everything was just so entertaining. Like, it was just so entertaining. Like, I, I, I remember being obsessed with Rated RKO. Like, I think that was when I realized, oh, I like the heels. You know, like, of just, he was just so evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is with Edge, Edge had that believability. Yeah. Like, it got to a point where I actually hated Edge. Like the rated R champion, yeah. Um, shit. When he had the spinny belt, when he had the, the spinny belt, yeah. I, like his character was just disgusting. It was detestable. It was detestable, but he made you believe that he was literally the worst person. He lived up to that rated R rating, yeah. And I think a lot of people just don't 
you know, like it's you don't get to hate the heels anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think like, no, like he he was very hateable. Yeah. <laughs> very hateable. Yep. He pushed boundaries. I remember that day that oh my gosh, when he started making out with Eddie, um Vicky Guerrero. Oh, I lost Oh my god. Oh SmackDown. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I lost it. And at this point, like, I'm still, like, living in kayfabe. And so I'm like, how dare he? (laughs) How dare he do this to me? (laughs) With her? Of all people? people? (laughs) Of all people? With her? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Right. So we're all big fans of Zack Sabre Jr. Like, big, big fans. How would you describe Zack Sabre Jr. to someone who's never seen him before? Oh, the best technical wrestler in the world. I, I think that's just, but also like, he just has it all, man. Like, I think like a lot of people who wrestle that style end up being like, to be quite honest, really boring. But he just makes everything he does so must see. He has the trash talk down. He has the look down. Like he just is so underrated, I think in so many ways. Like obviously his wrestling is great, but like his promo ability like he can do it in Japanese, he can do it in English. Um, he can cross over to American fans, like while still being distinctly British. Like he is, I think everything that you will want in a modern day um, pro wrestler. He's one of those people I, I genuinely think like you have to see him to understand the height. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just because technical to. wrestling isn't, it's not as flashy as other types of wrestling, yeah. and so like. He's not going to be one of those people you can just throw a 30-second highlight reel at somebody mm-hmm. and, you know, just be like, oh, yeah, like, like by Kingo, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, can't, you can't do that with Zack Sabre Jr., but if I put a Zack Sabre Jr. match in front of you, I guarantee you, like, you're going to be a fan. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I agree, 100%. He's actually really nice, too. Like, he, he really chatted me up for a, a bit. Like, we were just talking about, like, flights and airlines. I don't know. Why, it, was, it, was, it was cool it, you know because sometimes you meet people in person you're just like oh I should never meet your heroes yeah but now he's yeah. awesome great okay so you also touched on this next question yeah you touched on him being the best technical wrestler now Daniel Bryan fans have entered the chat so how excited <laughs> <laughs> how excited are you for Zack Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Bryan listen they have not invented a word yet to describe how excited that I am for this match. I'm ecstatic. So, like, Brian Danielson is just on a different level. I'm really upset that, you know, he came to AEW so much later in his career because I wish, now I wish that we had more years with him. But, oh, my gosh, like, he is on a different level. But you know what? So is Zack Sabre Jr. And also, like, I feel like everything happens for a reason because... I think that now this match means so much more. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. has progressed tremendously in the year and a half since that match was originally supposed to take place at, you know, the first Forbidden Door. I feel like he's just been on a run of a lifetime. And obviously, Brian Danielson is Brian Danielson. So I just think that this match is going to mean so much more. And I do believe that Zack Sabre Jr. is a better technical wrestler than than Brian Danielson. And I think Brian Danielson telling you that too. Like just just in the sense he said of, he's tweeted it. Absolutely. Just because I've watched Zack Sabre Jr. make up submission holds mid-match. Just make up stuff. Like he's do like he's doing stuff. He does stuff that literally nobody else can do. Um, however, I do believe that 
maybe part of that is because Brian Danielson doesn't get challenged a lot in AEW on the technical side because a lot of people aren't as, you know, proficient on the technical side. So I do believe that, you know, this match is going to challenge him to bring out some of like, you know, the old stuff. So I think like it's just going to be a really great matchup for both of them. I think both of them are going to challenge each other. But heading into it on that technical edge, I do give it to Zack Sabre Jr. But I'm excited. Like, I will be there with bells on. <laughs> Bro, if I could book a, a flight to Washington for like £30, Listen. I would... I would do it in a heartbeat. Listen, if just I just to see that match. If I have to jump on the next boat, I will enter somebody's suitcase <laughs> just to see that match. I can't it's lie. literally on the other side of the country. So like, Listen, I live on where like, there's a will, there's a way. I live on like the. If you think of the United States, so I live on like the bottom right corner. Yeah, Seattle, Washington is on the top left corner of <laughs> that, the country. Yeah. So it's really far. I've never actually even been that far west before. But wow. the things that you do for a professional wrestling, am I right? Listen, so the listen. things you do, and you get to travel as well. The opportunities that wrestling gives. And speaking of opportunities, we're going to give you an opportunity to put together a dream match of wrestlers dead or alive. One match. What would your dream match be? Just one. Oh my god. Um, I would say Kenny Omega versus Kurt Angle. Ooh. You're a smart woman. You're a very smart woman, you know? <laughs> Wow. Listen. Yeah. Just listen. See, now I want that match. Kurt Angle. <laughs> no, it can't be this Not Kurt this Angle. Kurt. I need him in the past. It needs hey, to be... he said he just replaced his knees or something. But <laughs> I don't know. You get whatever registry you oh. had, get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. No, it has to be Perk Angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that right? It has to be Perk Angle versus Kenny Omega. That's a match, yeah, that they could put that on the, just that on the card. Oh, absolutely. If there was ever a time to have an Iron Man match, that would be it. Literally. L- yeah. That would uh, be with it. A draw. I would mm. want that. <laughs> oh, with a, with yeah. a time limit draw of a zero, that's the only time you deserve that response. Absolutely. I feel like I got to throw in a women's one, too. Like, Ooh, Yeah, give okay. us a women's give one. Give us a women's one. I really, really, really would love to see Athena versus Aja Kong. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that match can still technically happen. It I would can love still, to see yeah. it. <laughs> I would love to see it TK, in wrestling TK, if you're listening. TK, if you're listening Aja for Kong once. Aja Kong is still... <laughs> she's still active. You know, she's still, um, she's still active. You know, know. so... And you know he loves a he loves a crossover episode. He does, you know. And I think ROH <laughs> needs a bit of a crossover. Wrestle Dream is a thing Absolutely. that's happening. Exactly. So, TK, we're giving you ideas you know, for free. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent, great choices. As a black woman in wrestling media, what has been some challenges you faced, and how have you overcome them? Oh, my God. Um, This is a very loaded question. This is a loaded question. Um, I think starting from beginning, I think that with the type of wrestling that I like to cover and, like, the wrestling that I love and, like, the wrestling that interests me, it's not something that a lot of Black women are into. So, like, I am primarily, obviously, AEW, New Japan, Stardom, Pro Wrestling, NOAA, 
Um, so a lot of Hero and Joshi wrestling, like AEW is really like the only American promotion that I actually really frequent. And not even just that, like I do like a lot of wrestling around the world and I love like the in-ring wrestling. And so obviously so many people in this space are um, not all, but a lot of people in this space lean towards like, you know, WWE or more mainstream stuff, um, which is cool. It's just not my thing. And so like it is a certain sense of loneliness in that, I think, uh, especially when I was first starting out, like trying to find, you know, just a space like I would just constantly like go to shows by myself or like, you know, drag like friends with me that don't even like wrestling to, to be like, please go with me. <laughs> And so, obviously, I feel like I found my groove a little bit more, but um, that's definitely been a challenge. I think, too, being in those spaces, in spaces where there aren't a lot of women, a lot of, not a lot of Black people, no, definitely not a lot of Black women, is that I feel like I have to be three times as knowledgeable as everybody else. So, I have to work so much harder. The amount of wrestling I consume on a week-to-week basis is absolutely insane. But it's one I love it and like two like it's worth it but I do you you know like have to you know get work twice as hard to get half of what they have and so I do notice like and sometimes in these spaces like people aren't as particularly welcoming when you're super knowledgeable and they see that because you know they'll see you as a threat like they'll see you as you know somebody who can quote-unquote take their spot and I think that People are very territorial over their spot. And like when you when they feel like you come out of quote unquote nowhere, one of those things is that you'll get a lot of that from people who look like you, which is even wilder. Just because like you have to think like it's very few black people in the room in some of these rooms. And like I think when they see another one, like they feel they don't see it as an addition. They see it as a possible replacement. And so that's one of those things, too. And I think, like, also just trying to balance, like, it is a lot of challenges. And I do feel like I have to constantly stay on my P's and Q's and, like, you know, like, constantly have to do my research, constantly have to be knowledgeable. But, I mean, like, that's also what I'm built for. Like, I've always been that type of person. Like, in every single venture in my life, like, I've always been, like, an overachiever. So, like, it's not new to me. Um, So it doesn't really deter me. But it is occasionally frustrating. Give yourself a pat on the back, honestly, <laughs> because like everything you said, it's it hit it, it hit home. Yeah, because it's just like you know, being a black woman in the space, you love wrestling, but then people constantly try to test you with like petty, stupid. Like, why questions. are you asking me questions? Like, oh my gosh, was, yeah, who was number twenty two at the uh, Royal Rumble, Rumble in ninety nine nine? Leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. I just enjoy the thing. I just enjoy the product. And then again, I do understand that I call it people who like to be the only black in the room. Yeah. Like the only black person in the room. They love to be like that exclusive person that, and and again, it's just like, it's like it shouldn't work that way because we're all trying to help each other. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we should all be in the room. Yeah. We should There's all be in the room. There's not 100%. And you're here complaining that somebody else is in the room mm. who looks like you. Like, come on, bro, be for real. But yeah, no, honestly, give us. You have to give yourself a pat on the back. You know, you're doing amazing things, and I know that you're doing a PhD as well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So on the top fact of that, you're, that, you're juggling all this stuff. All of this. That's- 
I just I think obviously you need to be you the pedestal that you, you need to be showered in you accolades. need to be showered in accolades <laughs> and honestly congratulations and even because you know what's so funny do you even know what it takes to get the PhD let alone do it do you know <sighs> so this question I love pers- I love Japanese wrestling we all love Japanese mm-hmm. wrestling here uh, my journey into wrestling started with Hiroshi Tanahashi. So for people who aren't exposed to New Japan pro wrestling Noah, what is the biggest difference between the Japanese presentation compared to the American formats? Uh, I think the Japanese presentation is so much more dependent on the in-ring. And I think that also kayfabe is a lot more protected. And I just also think that like it just feels real like it just feels real every every strike every kick everything just feels so real and like i think that there's just a certain pageantry behind how wrestling is treated and wrestling is seen as a sport and so championships are seen as just the biggest thing ever and like you know like it just feels so important not saying that american wrestling doesn't feel important but I, I, and I think like obviously with like the addition of AEW, I do think that they try to infuse parts of that Japanese presentation to make things feel important. But like there's nothing like just the traditional Japanese Puro. And like also like Japanese wrestling is just so wide and vast and there's a little bit of everything for everybody. So like just there's a promotion for everybody. Like there's stuff straight for death matching. That's what you like. But, like, also, their death matches are just to a whole different level of what most of what we see. If you like just more so of a hard-hitting, like, ground style, like, there's a promotion for you. If you want more so of a fusion style with the Lucha Libre elements, there's a promotion for you. Like, there's something for everybody. Like, and especially, like I would say, like, one thing that Japanese wrestling does better is, like, there is a huge more focus and respect put on women's wrestling is truly equated on the same level as men's wrestling and it's treated as such and it's respected as such um and i think that we out west we haven't gotten there yet i think things are so much better than they were like 10 years ago but there's still a very long way to go as far as how women's wrestling is perceived as well as presented and i think also just japanese wrestling is so layered even with the language barrier, barrier, it's easy to understand. It's a language in and of itself. So even if you know you're watching a promotion and doesn't have English commentary or subtitles or something like that, you can know, you know, most of what's going on based off of, you know, the people in the ring and how they are, you know, communicating in the ring and like, you know, the emotion that they're putting forth. And you can connect with that fantastic that's a beautiful way to put it yeah it really is and it's funny that you know people like Togini Khan and AEW you Mm -hmm. know they have such these connections to Japanese wrestling that take a few pages out of stardom come on take a few take a few pages take the whole book in fact (laughs) take the whole book take the encyclopedia (laughs) the volume one two three four and just slap it in that women's division because they need it I can't lie desperately Um, Speaking of Japanese wrestlers, though, who is your favorite male and female Japanese wrestlers? Um, male. I'm gonna go with Katsuyori Shibata. Hands mm. down. Uh, Our um, friend and... would love that. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, I met Shibata at a media degree. I almost cried. It was. It I was can imagine. It was... 
Yeah, I had on my the wrestler towel too. Like I was prepared, oh. man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was prepared. Um, and for female, who would I say? Um, there's so many people that I enjoy, but like for right now, like I would, I would say one of my favorites is Hazuki over in Stardom. Mm-hmm. But like historically, like the person who I like watching back, like vintage Joshi, is definitely Akira Hakuda. I love like her matches with Minami Toyota. Like I can watch them over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah. And finally, in your opinion, what is the most fun thing about wrestling? Oh my gosh, there's so many fun things. Um, <laughs> I think what I love about wrestling the most, especially like I feel like over the past year and just like reconnecting with it. And I think like I, I can honestly say like it saved my life is just like it's a whole new world. And I think like, it's just like, I constantly feel like I can explore more and more and more and go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then like, as you continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper, you find people who are just as insane as you are. So true. If not more insane. And then you just start having a competition of like, who's more insane. And I think like, what I love the most about, truly what I love the most about wrestling is that it is a global language in and of itself. And so, like, if you had told me this time last year that I would have, like, connected with people all over the world in Japan and, like, in the UK or, like, even going to the UK and, like, I have now I have friends there and, like, you know, just, like, are just different people all over the world and different types of wrestling. And like, we all come from different backgrounds. We have literally almost nothing in common except for that we love wrestling. And that's enough. Like, you know, like that's more than enough to like build like a friendship and connection on. Like, it's just insane. Like pro wrestling is a love language. It's a love story. And I think like it's, it just connects so many different people and it's just going to keep doing that. And that's what I love about it. I think that's what makes it so much fun. The second part of the main event, The Rock and Suck Your Mum Review. You'll hear recaps and ratings of matches old and new. So Chidera, what is the first match we'll be reviewing today? The first match we're reviewing is Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch in a steel cage at Payback 2023. Here's a recap of how we got to this steel cage match. You can put me on the shelf for months on end. You can break my bones. You can tear my ligaments, but I will always come back. And not, not, not because I am unbeatable, but because I am unstoppable. I find myself once again having to prove myself to you and to all of you. I'm sick and tired of proving myself to everyone. And when you know what? When you step into the ring, when you step into the cage with me, you're gonna see a side of me that you've never seen before. And if I were you, Lynch, I would be scared. I can't lie. I thought the match was all right. That's it. Just simply all right. I thought the match was great. Of course you did. You love Tristratus. I live for everything that is Tristratus. I sadly don't. Lita was my girl. Do you know what, though? I can admit one thing from watching this match is that I think if Lita didn't have the issues that she had in in WWE, I think they would have pinned her as the greatest. Yeah. They would have made her the Mm seven-time. Because when I watched the match 
between Trish and Becky, I saw many callbacks. They were paying a lot of homage to Lita. And yeah, and Victoria as well. And Victoria. And I was just like... Sorry, Lita was actually that girl. Lita let's be honest that, and let's be Lita real. Lita was that girl, but Trish was that girler. Lita Period. was that girler. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I love the match. I lived for the match. Hands down, one of Trish's best matches ever. I think that's a stretch. You think so? Yeah. I can't lie. Most of it is sloppy. Like the first part. Were we watching the same match? The first part of the match was slow motion, bro. I think it was obviously you got to pick up them. You have to set the pace. But like, it was like the first part of the match. And then, and then, and then the one third of like the ending of the match, I was like, I could, I like this. No, come on. Give it grace. Before before Zoe Stark came out, there was like one portion of the match that I liked. All right, then. Let's talk through the match then. Let's talk through the match. So. You got Trish and you got Becky starting off. In the still cage. And then Trish just comes in and this is, you see, this is why I love Trish. Like, she's just quintessential, cunning and just, she was back at a time where their goal was to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Becky is from a time where this is more of a vendetta. I want to beat you up. Yeah. Because this is how, literally, when you look at both of them, their stance, Becky was there like, I'm ready to beat you up. I don't care about winning. I want to beat you up. But then Trish, classic Trish, just goes straight for the win. She just wants to get out. I'm not here to beat. I just want to get out of the cage. She just wants to get out of the cage. She wants to win and she just wants to have a point over Becky. Yeah. But Becky was obviously like, no, 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 no. I'm going to whoop your ass today. I'm going to beat you up inside a steel cage. Mm -hmm. And she did. Fair enough. For, for the, the most, most part. For the most part, she, she did. did. She did, yeah. You know what I think my problem is? Mm-hmm. I feel like Becky is great, but obviously she's not the greatest wrestler. Mm-hmm. I, because Trish came from an age where, like, you didn't really need to, like, wrestle that like that, that well, mm-hmm. it kind of showed mm-hmm. in their match. I, I guess so. I guess I agree, agree to a certain extent. Because it's just like, Trish is from a part where... You don't, you don't need to wrestle. Becky's from a time where... You need to wrestle, need but to she's wrestle. not that great. But then I feel and like... And combining the two of that together is a bit... Yeah. I feel like if she were to have a match with Charlotte, I'd enjoy that more. You think Char- so? Yeah, because Charlotte's a better wrestler. To be honest, Charlotte will, can work well with anybody. Yeah. The thing is, it's like... when it I comes feel like to, Becky doesn't work well with Trish. You think so? Yeah. I think they work great. I think Mike to Mike, it was... Nah, I think you're being harsh. I'm not being harsh. I'm just being me. I'm just being me. I watched the match and I watched it back and I said, "Mm -mm." that's why it's the only only women's match at payback. Here we are again with the only women's match at a pay-per-view. Equality, right? That's neither here nor there. Equality. (laughs) But you know, but they did deliver. I mean, they tried to. No, they absolutely delivered. Okay, the match was good. Yeah. And then Zoe Stark came out and I was like, all right, this is predictable. I wasn't predicting. <laughs> I was predicting it. Do you know why? I wasn't predicting a Trish win with Zoe Stark's help. I knew Becky was gonna go over Trish. Oh no! I knew it was gonna happen. I wasn't predicting Zoe Stark turning on on Trish. However, yeah, that was a shock. Michael Cole said it was the match of the year. I said, pardon, match of the year. First of all. Will Ospreay, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Forget those guys. Match of the We're year. We're talking about Trish. Mercedes Monet. We're talking about Trish Match of the Becky. year. Yeah, match of the year contender. Contender. Yeah. No. That was a match of the year. No. I don't, I don't, that was a very, that was e- easily 
one of raw okay maybe not okay maybe okay maybe in the wwe that was easily one of their best one of the are we insane at this are we point, insane? At this point, if we have to go there, we're going to go there. You lot are Delulu. You, you know and what? Michael Cole listen, are both Delulu. Listen, that match was... Nah, I think you're being harsh. January to September, you're yeah. telling me that match is, is a is a contender for match of the year. Yeah. Delulu. Yeah. Delusions. That Grandiose okay. delusions. Okay, if we want to take it to a more molecular level, easily one of the best women's matches this year in the WWE. The first one, obviously, being Rhea and Charlotte. Okay. That was. And then yeah. this is being the second. Are you crazy? Uh, yeah. On top of Bianca versus um, Io Sky? Yeah. I want you to behave yourself Actually, right now. no, okay, maybe third. Now that you told me that. I want the you to third. behave yourself okay, okay, right okay. now. The first, okay, the three best matches, the three best female matches in the WWE this year. Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. The triple threat, Bianca, Io, and Charlotte. And then the third one, Trish and Becky. I refuse to believe this rubbish. I refuse. I Hands down. I can't Hands do this. Down. I will Hands walk out of this room down. right now. Come on. Come on. Di- no. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. Come on. Rhea. Let me, let me understand. Let me understand why you do not feel that that match is doesn't deserve to be was, top three. It was average at best. It was not average. <laughs> it was very much an average match. No. I can't lie. Halfway through, I was bored. I was living. Well, of course you were. You were living for Trish. I was living the for The was kicking no, your no, ass. No, 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 no. I was living for both. I'm not going to lie. Yes, Becky, I love Trish. I'm not going to lie. But Trish showed us what Trish is about. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Yes. Every, like the movesets. Trish was doing movesets that men could not even do in that match. Which moveset? Listen, that spot. Exactly when she was dangling off the cake. You know when she climbed out? And her leg was stuck in. She she literally was about to win the match. Yeah. And then she literally got stuck into the thing and she was dangling off. Yeah. Where have you ever seen that before? Drew McIntyre does that in his sleep. I don't... If I... (laughs) (laughs) He does that every week. He dangles off the top rope. No, we're not talking about the top rope. We're talking about the cage. He can still do it on the cage. We're talking about the cage. Been hanging off a cage for God knows how long. But You're talking about I don't give dangling. a damn about Kofi Kingston. I'm talking about Trish Stratus, okay. Ontario, Canada's Mount Rushmore of Canadian re- wrestlers. I want us to be so serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, the Mount Rushmore Canadian wrestlers, yeah. and you put Trish Stratus. Trish is the sole woman there. Okay, I'll give you that. Exactly, I'll give you that. Period. One. She said it's top three this year. I think it's top three. Top three. I think you're the Lulu. I lived. But it's okay. I You can lived. be the Lulu. I lived. And then what was another spot that I really enjoyed? It was the one where I think that um, they were on the top turnbuckle. Yeah. And then Trish reversed it. So you know how um, I think Becky was going to do a power driver mm-hmm. off the tur- turnbuckle. Yeah. But Trish wrapped her legs around her and they started having an exchange mm-hmm. of punches fantastic fantastic trish's athleticism she was giving us her classic moves okay the i can't matrix, like the i can't lie that was actually one of my favorite spots in the match trish did like a matrix bridge and then becky did like a double leg drop on her and i was like you know what yeah maybe cooking a little bit that's hogan and that's hogan and andre the giant level i'm gonna beat you up one day. <laughs> I'm going to beat you up that one day is, stop this rubbish that is don't bring that racist name on here <laughs> 
We don't talk about that man. <laughs> Chris, bleep that out. <laughs> bleep that guy out. <laughs> but I think it was there. I can't lie. Trish uh, was giving Trish us. doing Widow's Peak was really nice. It was beautiful. And then, and then homage. Becky doing um, the twist of it afterwards. Beautiful homage. I love a homage. I love a callback. Give me an homage. Uh, give it to me. Give, give me, me an them. homage. Give it to them. them. I said, give it to them. Yeah. Baba God day. Baba God day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did praise you. Yeah, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Oh, I love, I live. Okay, you're convincing me a little bit, but it's not top three of the year. Where would you put it in in, in terms of the year? Is it even top ten? Has there even been ten women's matches? <laughs> <laughs> Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Should I be asking myself? We shouldn't be asking Twitch. You're asking yourself, has really... there even been ten matches before you to come and tell me that there's been ten? Oh my God. <laughs> there's not even top ten. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. That's really Now, rude. back to the matter of hand. I'm telling you this. Okay, okay. You know what? Fine. So, my question to you is, does that match rock or does it suck? That match rocks. Of course it does to you. Now, I present that question back to you does that match rock or does it suck now think carefully i've told you everything yeah remember in your mind and your heart and your soul the adrenaline in your soul yeah stop shouting at cody race <laughs> me bro that match, Listen, that match sucks sorry from, no you sucks. mean to tell me that when she dangled off the thing and then becky delivered that superplex on the mat you were not like no this is awesome no no i wasn't how can you tell me? That if they gave me match. another women's match, I would have been happier. Do you know? But that's the only one that they wanted to Do give me. Do you know how amazing that match was? Maybe you were watching two different matches. I was watching that match with every... I thought that this match, again, was a redeeming fact. Because Trish went through a lot. You love that era. redeeming word, don't Listen, you? Listen, this, this episode is called The Redeemer. Okay. We're going to call it The Redeemer because there was a lot of redemptions going mm. on. I think she came back and she... Trish is a pioneer. These two women are pioneers. I will their, agree to that. But in their thing, I will so agree this to match, this match being that great. adding the story to it, that these two are from a different... They're from different eras. They've both contributed to their own era at levels. And to deliver such an impactful match where both of them are just pulling out moves like that. You mean to tell me that does not... Shake you to your core? No, my core is very still right now, actually. You have a stable core? I have a very stable core. Did you see the core strength that they did in that match? <laughs> Do you see you, the core strength? You sick, you <laughs> Do you not see the core strength? The core strength. Okay, I'll give Trish that. She has core strength. Athleticism. Everything was there for me. There was no, there was no botches. It was zero. It was perfection. There was no sloppiness. There was a lot of sloppiness. I, I did not see any sloppiness. It was at the start, bro. I can't lie. I did not see. It was very sloppy. Especially when Trish went to go and kick her. She went like this. Eh. It was like a... It's okay. <laughs> Mistakes <laughs> happen. It's okay. Mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. You know. You're so silly, bro. But yeah. Can we please? But yeah. Anyway, I give the match a rock. So AJ, what's the second match we're reviewing? We are going to review Gunther versus Chad Gable for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Monday Night Raw, 4th of September. Here's a little recap as to how we got to the big championship match. 
Chad Gable has achieved one thing, and that is pissing me off. Für wen hältst du dich? Ich bin der größte Ringer, der jemals einen Fuß in diese Firma gesetzt hat. Now, Chad Gable has my attention. Now, Chad Gable has my focus. And if Chad Gable is the last thing between me and my rightful legacy, so be it. Because next week, Chad Gable will challenge the Engeneral Gunther for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship on Monday Night Raw. You see when people chant, fight forever, yeah? This is this is this is fight this forever. Is, this is fight not, forever. Not that knockoff that's going on. No, that, it, it, that it, knockoff D DVD. No, this is fight forever. This merchants. Is fight forever. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. What's the next preview? In fact, um, fast lane. I need it at fast lane. I need it at fast lane. I'm First sorry. of all, if anybody deserves a championship opportunity, it's Chad Gable. It's Chad Gable. That guy. He's been so underused underutilized underappreciated for so long like so only god knows why they decided oh let's make uh, um jason jordan kurt angle son instead of chad gable do you know what in a blessing i'm glad that didn't I'm happen i'm glad it didn't happen i'm glad it didn't happen it, it wouldn't be like what was the other gimmick he had shorty g yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they made uh, him do that. But the thing is, that just shows you he has his, range. Wor- his work rate and his range. This guy will do, he can adapt to anything he and make really it can. his own. And on top of that, he's got fighting ability. And I just love When we that. say fighting ability, yeah. It's not the just. The way this man graps. When I've we, never seen grabs like this. Listen, when we say fighting ability, it's not even just I went to the performance center. No, this man is an Olympian. He's an Olympian. He represented the United States of America. Americas. America. 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 Respect my man, Chad Gable, please. He's a tag team champion. Oh, and the fact he hasn't had a single championship is shameful. I said from the get go that he deserves a. It's very shameful. It's really shameful. Like, I noticed it before, yeah, but when I really noticed it was at WrestleMania. Really? No, because you see the way he lifted um, Ron Sherman. Oh! I will talk about that spot forever. That spot. You know how big Braun Strowman is? I said, wow. But you know when I noticed it? There was a, a match on Monday Night Raw. It was a triple threat tag match. Yeah. So it was Alpha Academy versus Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Yes, I remember this. That yes, match, you're I right. thought you're at that right. time was probably the best Raw match. You're right, it was. That guy, they all put on performances, but Chad, Chad Gable He put was, on a spectacle. He put on. And they unfortunately, they lost the championship. Yeah. But he put on, he he put put on, on a, a show. Spectacle. The fact that he came in and everybody was just so supportive of Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. His family was watching. 
which I thought was a lovely touch. I love these little I touches. Love, I love I it. I always find with intercontinental matches, there's always this kind of family touch. Like, I feel like it's a, shine, it's a sign of respect. I, I like these touchy moments, these touchy, classy, doing it in a very classy way. In a way. classy way, I don't yeah. like it in a trashy way where yeah. now somebody's sleeping with somebody's mum and then yeah. it just gets disgusting and somebody gives birth to a hand and things like that. <laughs> so I hate that. But um, just that, little touch with family because it just shows it elevates the title because this is just more than just a competitive belt this is something this is family this is my pride it it, it holds weight like this is something that means so much Mm -hmm. to him Mm -hmm. and it still puts Chad Gable even though unfortunately spoiler alert he he did did lose it still puts him at that that pedestal where it's like this guy can compete and he goes and he's got the backing bro he main evented he Raw. main evented raw i'm so proud of I'm him i'm so man. proud of him i'm so proud I feel of like him gunter yeah is is different he's he's on a different level spectacular the way he makes you believe that he might actually lose is i can't even describe it it like, takes talent he, it takes talent mm-hmm. he did it with tyler bay he did it with pete dunn he did it with drew mcintyre he did it with sheamus he's done it with chad gable now he really makes you believe that he could actually lose. We all know he won't, but the way he makes you believe... He knows how to get your heart pumping. He does. He really he does. does. Because at the end of it, because you're thinking, oh, Chad Gable's got this. Chad, Chad Gable's Chad got because this. Because there was a... I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh my God, Chad might actually have this. There was a sequence where Chad was like, oh my God, Chad has got this. It's when he did the chaos theory. I said... When he did the chaos theory to the bridge reversal and then Gunther kicked out. I, I said, paused, whoa. I paused and had to take a five-minute breather. I said, guys, hold on a minute. Let me catch my breath. I was like, oh no, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then the commentary were like, that was... You know what made me sad, though? The commentary was like, oh, this is... That was Chad Gable's last... Depends to his his... His daughter. His daughter. His... And she was just like... <laughs> Her reaction was so, so cute. But I just thought that, mate... Bro. It uh, was... And I love that... It wasn't a chop fest. It was not a chop fest. It was an actual graps match. It yeah. was actual... This I, is real wrestling. This is, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. I loved it. I when Gunther says the ring is sacred, this is what he meant. This is what... Can I just say, I just loved, in terms of the build to that match anyway, I love the contrast. I love the comedy versus the people yeah. who are very serious about wrestling. When when he, when his straps were already off, yeah, he put them back on to take them off. I love I said, Chad Gable, you're brilliant. I freaking love that. Yes. He, he said. And the crowd was, was like, so hyped. <laughs> I said, yeah, I go said, off, Chad. Go off, Chad. Go yeah. off. And Chad is like that high. He's not tall, man, He's bro. not tall. And I just... Oh. I am a, I, I, that easily made me a Chad Gable fan. I'm, I've been a if Chad not, Gable fan. If not, I mean, I was obviously a Chad Gable fan before. Yeah. But if not, that cemented that, it. Yeah. That I feel like even like the me. lead up to this this like third match has been so interesting. Because the first match was what? Like a, a quick... Mm-hmm. Like five minute match, mm-hmm. and nobody thought that Chad could like beat Gunter, mm-hmm. and then he did. Obviously, it wasn't for the championship at that time, and then Gunter beat him the second time, mm-hmm. and we were like, we we know Chad can do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just needs to push a little he more. He just needs to push. And the, the third match, he pushed so hard, but yeah, he still couldn't do it. 
But that's in a, a way, he still story. walked away as like a winner in our eyes. He did. Because I love the, the, they didn't show this on Raw, but he got the crowd and they all said, thank you. <laughs> and you just see how he's so over with the crowd. Like he's, he's such just... a lovable character, such a lovable person with such a great gimmick. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I have like a soft spot for Chad I Gable. do. I always I like... Think I just really, this, this is my style of wrestling in particular there's a certain style of sports entertainment but this graps is what i love to mm-hmm. watch that's why i like guys like brian danielson and mm-hmm. zach samadrio because they know how to they know how to graps they know how to they, graps. they know how to work in the ring but also they know how to be funny outside yeah like zach saber jr is literally one of the funniest if guys if you hear him talk he's the funniest the person funniest i've ever heard guys like even that promo with that what's it called press conference when he was <laughs> He was like, I'm going to speak American. American. (laughs) Yeehaw! Yeehaw! (laughs) Woohoo! But I just, yeah, I hold Chad Gable to such a high standard. And again, I've already think that he's got underrated, like the most underrated of the year. He's already got that medal in the bag. It's true. And I think he's won that multiple times, I've had. Multiple times. And if they don't push him to the moon after this year... I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're thinking. And look how he works with other people. He works so well with Otis. He works so oh, well with Maxine. Maxine. Oh. And to think that Maxine was back there doing that modeling maximum models. Wherever those two guys are. I don't even know if they're in the building. <laughs> Good luck to them. But also, Triple H. dedicated. I want to talk to you direct. Dedicated worker. If you don't give this man a championship, I'm coming to Stamford. And I'm going to talk to you direct, in front of your face, eye to eye. It might not be eye to eye because I'm shorter than you, but eye to eye, I'm going to talk to you because I can't stand this. I I can't stand for this anymore. I will not stand for this anymore. She can't stand for this. I can't stand for this. But yeah, you know what? Here, singing praises for Chad Gable. Let's sing Gunter's praises. We need to sing Gunter's praises. Gunter, Gunter, Gunter. First of all, the longest, longest reigning intercontinental champion. champion. Of the twenty-first wow. century, shout out to Gunter. Shout out to that guy, and that run has been legendary. It's been great, bro. The legendary. matches, the matches he's been pulling out of his bag. Yeah, wow, legendary. Easily the second best champion. I think in so. The WWE. I think so. Honestly, who's first? Roman Reigns. Very true. Come on, come on. I think that there was times don't where, where, where Gunter was better than Roman. Yeah, definitely. Peaked, especially those those matches against Sheamus. Oh. Those matches against Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. That triple threat at WrestleMania. That triple threat at WrestleMania. Those matches against the brawling brutes. Yeah. Banger, when you put Gunter against after banger after banger after banger after banger. When you put Gunter against somebody who really knows how to work, yeah. It's like magic in the ring. Magic. And you know what I love about it? It's like that old school kind of wrestling type. Like, for example, when Gunther faces his European counterparts, like putting It's Chad always Gables the European on, counterparts. It's always... It's always the European counterparts. Like, it's like, it gives me like old school wrestling, yeah. like old school. You know when they used to do their <laughs> arms like this rather than like, I just... Yeah. I just love it. And this is a guy that doesn't say much, he but yet the presentation much. is the so... The aura he, he has, a mix yeah. from that entrance. From the entrance, from when... Um, Ludwig. Is is whipping his jackets. You know Gunther is not one to play with. And you know, 
we've been complaining about that screen being blank yeah this that and this not creative as it used to be for Gunther it just works it works he knows how to make it work he commands presence he commands, commands the audience and with the whole oh he's another fantastic worker yeah. as well and for someone who came from NXT UK and shop all he's the way shot, bro like I can't like when, when they changed his name yeah I was like I don't know if they're going to do my guy right. <laughs> well, they said, when people were like, like well, this is the end for Walter. <laughs> this is it for... I was like, Walter is such a dork name. It is. Come on. In hindsight. Walter. Walter. Like, where's Walter? But Gunter. Uh, Gunter. Even the way you say it. You, you, have, you, to, you, have, to you have to flex your chest. There's a gravitas in your you voice to... when you say it. Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> like, Gunter. Yeah. Gunther. You know, you have to give it that oomph. Yeah. Walter. 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 <laughs> Yuck. But no, nah, congratulations to Gunther for being the longest reigning. He's beat the Honky Tonk Man's. He's beat the Honky Tonk reign. reign. And that was like, what, 35 years ago? Yeah. But then again, I question what they were doing 35 years Only ago. Only good news. Because I feel like... Why was, Honky Tonk, why, was he, why was he champion? Why was he champion? Personally, I feel like Gunther's had one of my favourite... I see championship reigns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, wow. The matches is really in his bag. He's in really this in reign. his bag. Like, this is his first reign, by the way. <laughs> and for you to pull it out the bag like that, that's a future that's world champ the, there. If he does uh, Royal Rumble, it's that's coming fu- soon. Literally. Even the Royal Rumble. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You even reminded Rumble. me. You even reminded me. He also was... Wasn't he not the longest... He was. That Royal Rumble performance. He was first till... Till last. Yeah. Until uh, Cody Rhodes came 30 and... Yeah. He's had a brilliant... Okay, I have to ask you a question. Do you think Gunther is a wrestler of the year candidate? That's a good question, you know. I feel like he has to be up there. I think he's one of the top tens. I think he might be. There's some big... There's some... There's, There's some big names. There's some big names. But like he might have to be, you know. He might I think definitely top ten. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's had a great top year. five. I Not would top five. I would say top ten. Yeah. Between five and ten. Yeah. And on that note, AJ, did you think this match rocked? Or did you think it sucked? I think it it, it rocked. It rocked hard. It rocked hard. It rocked hard. It was hardcore it rock. Ro- hardcore rock. <laughs> from hardcore that. country <laughs> <laughs> from there <laughs> that was that core that core their core was no mm. serious wow serious serious, you serious know the match core strength you have to have to, to be able to, to lift to lift such a, a man, man behind you and then even have the audacity to even do a bridge on and your head on your head no let's deep this he pushes Gunther into the rope rolls him backwards and then lifts him above his head into a bridge. Into a bridge. Can I even lift myself? I can't even lift myself. <laughs> can I even lift myself? I can barely get out of bed. Wow. Did you like the finish? I did like the finish. I like the finish. It made sense. It made absolute sense. Going to the finish, so this is what happened, obviously. Gunther reverses with the Lariat and then folds Chad Gable. No, he hits him with a powerbomb mm-hmm. and then he hits the lariat. Then, and it's, then, then it's a one, two, three yep. count. And then it pans to, to his children, to his daughter, and his daughter Chad Gable's children and he's bawling pulls her in eyes tears. Out. And she crawls onto her mum's lap. You can see the emotion. Again, you see, this is why I love these IC title matches. It just elevates, elevates the title because this title means bloodline. This means family. This means It means pride. a lot. It means a lot. This is intercontinental. This is intercontinental. This is the in. 
This is Inter. What are we doing? We're giving it a rock or a sock? A full on rock. A full on rock. Full on rock. Pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wrestling is Too Much Fun. Like I say, wrestling Wrestling is is too much fun to argue about. Wrestling is Too Much Fun is hosted by yours truly, AJ, aka The Visionary. And me, Chids, aka The Head Baddie in Charge. Executive producers for Unedited are Andrew Spence and Bernard Achampong. Wrestling is Too Much Fun is produced by Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. The Actual Factual for Breaking Atoms. Assistant producer is David Kerzer. The theme music was produced by Bercy Jones. Who's, Who's that, that jumping out the sky? Big up to Lyric Swinton for coming on the show today. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us at official WITMF. Let me spell that again. W-I-T-M-F. Until next time.